I, I don't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed your pressure points with your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is Mobster AJ. We're coming at you with season seven, episode five, the Suka Wars. AJ actually went and infiltrated the Russian mafia, uh, and he's going to share some Cold War secrets with us today. So find us on Instagram and Patreon at pointsopressure.com. Let's get to it. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. That's true. I did. I know. I, I, I went did. actually back in time to mm-hmm. to infiltrate them. No, you just found the hidden documents that the hidden scrolls that had all yeah. this information. <laughs> the on toilet it. paper scrolls. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like V for Vendetta. The gulag scrolls. Yeah. Except I'm not crying. <laughs> um, no, it's you know this kind of came about because of a D and D yeah thing that we're doing. Yeah. That's fantastic so far. We yeah, it was a lot of fun. Did our first session yesterday, two days ago. If you're listening to this on the day it came out, yeah, and it was it's a ton of fun, kind of mobster themed, yeah, modern day. But ooh, we're having a blast. Yeah, it's, it's when when I don't have to worry about what's which skill I need to roll. That for, was uh, that uh, was kind of what we talked about last night because uh, it's a very non combat. Um, it's just like extremely rp front like rp heavy for the for the campaign it's a little little like five to ten session thing that my girlfriend has put together um she put a ton of fucking work into it she's killing it um and yeah it's all just it's all just like D role playing but we're all mafia and it's current day and it's fucking insane the characters i gotta say yeah. both the npcs that she's come up with yeah, and the characters dude. that every single person has put into have been so perfect <laughs> it's been really cool like oh we're we're excited we're we're excited for the next one so yeah but that's i, I had to do a fun. lot of research because my character is a russian mobster yeah so i wanted to you know be true to life in this fantasy game uh-huh as I do, it's really on brand for me. But so I started looking into the Russian mob because, you know, I've got every other American's experience of the Russian mob. And it's the story about that guy who's the machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's extent of the knowledge of the average American for the Russian mafia. So I looked into it and I found some very interesting historical events, including the Suka Wars. Suka Wars. Which, if you don't know Russian, Suka means bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, it's the bitch wars. So, I'm going to give a little bit of background to start off. Okay. You're and then just I'll jumping get into right the into We're it. jumping in. I mean, we could, I guess we could do, how's your week? Uh, I mean, it was all right. Nothing new. Perfect. Same. <laughs> uh, it's really nice not being in school. Got my license. Done. Yeah, shit. You're Applied like for a job. graduated. You're, yep. you're out. I'm out. I'm ready Starting to get to back in. Starting to bread and shit. Getting oh. back into that depression. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Hey, when you're distracted, you can't be depressed. So, <laughs> well, you well, you can be yeah, depressed, but yeah. you're not going to be baking bread. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Good. perfect. Congratulations. Sorry. I, I really should have stretched that intro further because not a huge episode oh, today probably, good. but no we'll sweat. see. We'll see. No worries. That's why, hey, you told me to derail like I crazy, did. so I got you. So, and you can ask all sorts of trivia questions. <laughs> I'll answer them. As best I'll as make it can. up. I'll make it up if I need to. So, 
you know the Russian Empire this with the czars or mm-hmm. the sars or yeah. the yeah um you know 1720s is really where our story begins um, America's not even here yet thank god <laughs> yeah and that's kind of where the the uh, the bones of modern day Russian mafia mm. start the meat and potatoes have you this is where they begin okay but the the next big event that really catapulted them into the relevance that they have today, which is much more than I thought, were the gulags of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. So in the 1700s, you have this uh, wealth split that is very similar to modern day America. I don't know if that's true, but you know you have a bunch of rich bitches mm-hmm. controlling everything, and then you have a ton of peasants. Uh, we actually talk a little bit about that in... Uh, I referenced it in the exclusive uh, Woman Scorned. I didn't mean to reference it, but it was that episode. I talked about uh, a Russian, like, woman leader. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, like, just went all out because they, I think they killed her husband. Uh, season three episode. It's not, a, it's not a season. It's an exclusive. No, 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 not that one. Oh, oh, oh. Like, the actual episode is is in season three. It's like episode 18 or some shit. A woman scorned. Yeah. Fantastic episode. A woman episode. scorned. It's a really cool one. Uh, I just talked about, or I incorrectly referenced it in the uh, exclusive for oh, January okay. that came out on February 4th. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey, check out Instagram.com forward slash points of pressure and the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Points of Pressure. Yeah. And also www.pointsofpressure.com. Definitely the Instagram. Keep your eyes on it. Yes. Yeah, uh, got some plans. some stuff coming out. If you are a Patreon subscriber, also keep your eyes out there. On Patreon, heads up, if you make a free account for our Patreon, you don't, it's not even like one of those, oh, a seven day free trial. It's no, none it's of that free. shit. It's an actual free account. I think uh, you get one exclusive, yeah, a couple sloppy you'll, seconds. Yeah, you'll get like... Uh, exclusives every every so often we'll release those and then sloppy seconds and then we'll also have other things that we'll make available on there in the future so go on there check it out we'd appreciate it and if you aren't already following us on instagram please do it she puts a ton of work in and i love she made a really (laughs) fucking cool reel about the balloons uh, this last week that yeah. has actual footage of it. So go check it it's out. It's really yeah. cool. I love really, I really love going work. through the account, looking at the pictures and the yeah. videos. And There's a lot of really good phenomenal. stuff on there. So, so lots oh. of peasants, lots of rich people. Uh-huh. You have a real like Robin Hood-esque situation forming, right? Yeah. So Give you it get... about 10 years and it's going to be really relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. So a bunch of thieves start to, you know, they start together as these groups of bandits who would rip off rich people and they would to a point redistribute the wealth to the poors okay they would they would go and be like all right i want a loaf of bread poor baker yeah here's four times the value or stuff like that you know they really got this this reputation of being robin hoods which is fantastic the irs's worst nightmare yeah (laughs) and and yeah fantastic so I was going to make a foreskin joke because they're Robin Hoods, <laughs> Robin's, <laughs> but Robin's I couldn't hoods. connect it. Um, so they, they these groups of bandits, these highwaymen even, made a thieves code. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it, like a pirate code. 
but Hell cooler. Yeah. And that that thieves not, code no not, not cooler. cooler. It's all right, but it's it's, okay. it's no pirate code. It's no pirate code. <laughs> but they actually kept this thieves code almost forever like Which is, in in, a, like, in that aspect better than a pirate's code yeah, because they actually they can't maintained it <laughs> yeah not at all so like we're gonna fast forward 1917 lenin oh, wow okay is here <laughs> lenin shows up he is specifically persecuting these thieves guilds almost john lenin wow john lenin crazy. yeah and but the, because the groups had survived up to this point because of their code and because of their almost camaraderie, their brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And they are persecuted heavily in 1917, but they survive. And the code survives. Okay, hell yeah. And there's a good chance Stalin was in one of those groups in the next couple of years after that. <laughs> there's There are some links that they, they were the driving factor behind a lot of the revolutions <laughs> that oh. happened in Russia. Huh. They were involved. They're like uh, pre-KGB, but yeah. not KGB. Pre-mafia, pre-KGB, yeah. mafia slash okay. KGB. Oh, yeah. So these different leaders start to kind of emerge. And it's very similar to modern day mafia families. You know, not in, not the Italian mafia, what you would see with something like that. But it was like, oh, there's this dude on top, he's got some people below yeah. him, and there's like this hierarchy that starts to develop. Like a standard crime, criminal syndicate, criminal underground kind of structure. Yeah. And it's now, you know, we're getting into the 1920s, 1930s, okay. and these crime groups are hearing about the mafia in America and in Italy, and they start to actually yeah. get some inspiration. They're like, oh, we could do that. We why could rum run, fuck it. Yeah, why can't we do this? Why not? And they they start to kind of form a little bit more. They they almost modernize in that way. And then shifted from a thieves guild to an actual to an actual like syndicate. syndicate. But it's really cool because they cool. they were you know they kind of maintained with that same code for the most part, pretty yeah, much the same code. Just kind of shifted their focus. Yeah, up until the gulags of the Soviet of the Soviet Union. So so. I'm curious, did, obviously it's not the same structure as what was going on in the U.S., and obviously when it comes to, like, the cultural background of Italians versus Russians, Italians obviously are a very family-based cultural ideal, and it's like, with Russia, was it that same setup? I know that it because it shifted from thieves, like a, a thieves' guild, more or Pretty less, much, yeah. into... Like a mafia, did it stay family side? Did they have like big families that ran things, or was it more so like a group of like you know the black hearts or whatever the fuck it was like that where it's like more of a syndicate or like a, a mafia families? That's one of the the coolest things I think about learning about this is that the environmental differences that these groups had that were different from the American and and Italian groups really made them not family focused at all. Okay. And I go into it because I talk about the code in just a little bit. The first like code of honor thing is to forsake their family. Oh, they basically say, I don't have a family. I have the syndicate. That's it. Uh, Okay. So it kind of changed. It's kind of different. And you know, that kind of goes into when this was 
you know, when they were really starting to gain more and more power and become more and more modernized, they did it within the gulag system. Because if they were, you know, career criminals in Soviet Russia, you're either in the government or you're in a gulag. Yeah. So these groups within the gulag system start to form and solidify their power while still trying to maintain that code. But it gets harder and harder to maintain that code as time goes on. So we're getting into the 40s. Okay. And, you know, there's a war. 30s. I'd say 30s. We're getting into the the late 30s. There's wars going on. Also, badass prison. Just a little tiny war going on. Yeah, tiny. Badass prison tattoos. Oh, hell yeah. Denoted rank within this system. It was almost like a caste system within the gulags. Man, those tattoos are badass. If you haven't seen like Russian mafia or Russian crime syndicate tattoos, I'll pull some up and I'll send them to you. They are so social cool. media person. Yeah, our, our manager. Yeah, our manager. So they, so the code of honor. As I said, the first part was to forsake the family. The next one was to never create a family. Like those. Yeah. Okay. Like they're like the like. It's like neo. It's like traditional American, but no color and badass like uh what is that orthodox yeah yeah it's like an orthodox russian orthodox russian orthodox art style that's it's really cool, cool. oh and the hand tattoos are also super cool but so then you can never create a family you can you know you're you're not abstaining from anything it's just don't have a kid yeah don't have a family okay never hold a, a normal civilian job if you're in the group you're in the group for life. Really? Okay. Um, always help other thieves. I'm, I'm giving an abridged version. Oh, okay. Um, hide information about accomplices and locations. So, like, hideouts or stuff like that. Oh, badass. Um, let's see. Take the blame. This one I thought was really cool. Take the blame if you are in an, in an unavoidable situation. So, really? if you're getting, like, 20 years in prison... You just take it. What's the harm to to take the blame for a crime that your bro did? God if you're getting man. life in prison, you take credit for everything the syndicate's done. Huh. Because then it'll stop the investigation. It lets those other people live. Because at least if you're going down, you may as well sacrifice. I mean, you don't have to sacrifice anything else. But you may as well let the others, you know, get off. Yeah, that's true. I kind of like it. It's kind of a cool idea. I haven't heard haven't heard something like that. Um, don't gamble money you don't have, teach the younger members, you know, bring people in, make good on promises to other thieves. So like, you can lie, cheat and steal to any civilian, police, <laughs> yeah, military, who Just gives a shit? But if it's one of us, civilians. even if it's not your bro, yeah. don't fuck with the thieves. No, fuck the civilians. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, sorry. sorry. No, you're good. Um, don't join unions. <laughs> was really interesting because they didn't really have their idea of unions and like the American capitalist idea of unions are different. Yeah. It's basically don't like fuck collective work. (laughs) Oh, I see. I mean, it would make sense because the government at the time is obviously controlling those collective work. Yeah, Uh, exactly. It's a communist fucking empire. And so that would make sense why they'd be like, no, fuck that. Like it's us. And then uh, never serve with the police, never work with the government, um, never work with the military. Don't drink until you lose reason. All right. 
Interesting. All right, that's interesting. I mean, they're just like, you know, <laughs> fuck Russian culture as well. No, no. Fuck drinking. Yeah. No, no. Drink. <laughs> just not until yeah. you lose reason. Yeah. You Don't be belligerent. Yeah. Control yourself. And, you know, there's a, there's a couple more in there, but th- those are the basics. And that gives it a really interesting idea. And some of those concepts are kind of old and out of date, even at this point. Like, into the Soviet Union, you know, into the mid-century. And they're talking about taking the blame and uh, weird stuff with family and not having it. And I don't know. You can kind of see some of the throwbacks and how it's probably evolved over the time. So a lot of these people are in gulags, work, you know, work camps, or if you remember Nazino Island, the Nazino affair, stuff like that. Penal colonies, special settlements. A lot of it is controlled by these gangs. In different really? different aspects and different parts of it. Because okay. what else are you going to do when you've got... Yeah, that's true. 20 years in the gulag. Yeah. You're going to align yourself with a gang who will take you. You're going to prove yourself to them. And then your living condition is a lot better. And you're protected. You, you know, potentially have better point. Yeah. rations. Or you get better jobs. Depending on the power of that group. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of makes sense. I think at least. But, uh... I mean, in like that, I mean, it's exactly how the prison system is set up. And yeah. I mean, not the system in the U.S., but it's how prisons are set up. Now you have like such a hierarchy of different gangs and shit. Obviously, like yeah. in Hollywood, it's portrayed like so much more so. And oh, yeah, it's but, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's so. still going to exist there. And these gulags and these settlements and these penal colonies essentially are set up in a way they don't have enough guards to watch over a gulag system yeah, of no. 1.5 million people. Yeah. And that's before the Great Purges now. But, uh, like, so it's set up in a way that some of the gangs kind of self-regulate within the gulag. Like, okay. these guys kind of make the rules and they run the food. Yeah. And then this gang kind of runs the rules around who gets what job and stuff like that. So the prison guards are kind of like all right as long as you don't fuck with us whatever you make my job easier because you guys are kind of running it don't don't complicate my job and we won't don't escape problem yeah and it kind of yeah they basically ran the prison systems for the most part it's wild until the death of stalin in 1953 and all this stuff happened obviously after the death of stalin Great that, movie, by the way, and I know yeah, I've recommended gonna, it gonna to you. I'm going to watch it. It's on my uh, list. But for everybody out there, go watch uh, The Death of Stalin. It has Steve Buscemi and a couple other like big older names in yeah. there. It's and it's good. It's they they portray everything in a really like lighthearted kind of pseudo historical like fun light. Nice. Even though, like, it was a fucking nightmare for, oh, I'm sure. for the, all of the guys that are in there. The it's, power vacuum of that. Yeah, is it's crazy. kind of a funny, like, political. Like, they get into, like, the politics of it and all the, like, backhand shit that everybody was trying to do. And, like, oh, well, if I stab this person in the back, I can help out this person. It's Yeah, all the and scheming. Yeah, and they everything. do it really well. And it's, it's, it's a fun one. Check it out. Yeah. So he dies. A whole bunch of stuff happens. You know, Khrushchev comes in and. He starts letting people out of the gulags, and they're they really try to de-Stalinify oh, okay, the country. Yeah. Makes sense because he he was 
a little too authoritarian for the yeah. communists, which is pretty interesting. So there's there's like the I think it's called the Khrushchev thaw, uh-huh. where it kind of, you know, it's kind of melting away, kind of things are starting to move. People aren't being sent to gulags as often. People are actually being released. And as these people are being released from these huge colonies and prisons, they start leaking out into the general population. And they've still, for the most part, got that code. And that's when they start to, you know, where the mafia itself, as we see it today, forms. Um, Well, mafias, you know, the families, the groups. I say families, you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, as they start to come leak out of the prisons, they start setting up all this stuff. And then Khrushchev kind of lessens the restrictions on private businesses. So now they can start forming businesses like the Italian mafia. Okay. And, and all this stuff happens. And then, you know, follow the Soviet Union creates a huge power vacuum, creates a huge amount of instability in the region where they can go in and just say, oh, Soviet nuclear weapon program. We can take uranium, we can take nuclear secrets, Jesus. and we can sell it to people in the Middle East. God damn. And they did. They, they are known to have done that. They start setting up human trafficking, drugs, and just everything that you would expect a mafia family to do. Yeah. And that's another one of those differences. The Italian mafia and most of the other mafias didn't have the opportunity of having a huge portion of a continent... Yeah, completely destabilized exactly. for them to like slip a, in a governmental collapse. Yeah, which allows them to just take over essentially. Wow. Like, who do they have to fight? The military? <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's paying them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got their money. Damn. So they they explode in 1991 as the fall of the Soviet Union internationally. Up to this point, they were mostly just in Russia, but they're now international. They've created black markets everywhere Mm -hmm. and they kind of today over six thousand groups like different mafias i guess uh hundreds of them have international reach they're considered the best structured criminal superpower of the world they have a quasi-military like operation in some cases and they're not afraid to use mercenaries and they have more corrupt politicians and government officials than any other crime oh, group that we know about. Easily, there there are direct ties. Watch this episode's going to get taken down for some reason. <laughs> there are direct ties to Vladimir Putin getting elected because of two different mafia families. Wow, he's not. He didn't get elected. So it, it he was did, chosen. So it did kind of turn to a familial shift in the '90s when there was a huge destabilization. It, like and I mean became, obviously the, the code became lessened and more yeah. modernized. Well, and then, I mean, it and makes then sense. obviously you like as human beings, we instinctually put family members and close people, you know, yeah. in a position of power. So it, it kind of became more that way as that code kind of fell apart. And we're yeah. we're gonna talk about one of the you know, the bitch wars is one of those turning points where the code was affected. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, you're you're gonna yawn. And I got to take a drink. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. And I mean, it makes sense. I was just curious because it was like over the course of like 50 years, like, does it stay similar or does it shift? It but does shift. That, As the Soviet Union shifts. And, yeah. and I mean, it would make sense with yeah. that like complete collapse. So Hitler invades the Soviet Union. Boom. Surprise World War II episode, bet you didn't see it coming. 
Wow, who could have ever expected this? Yeah. The majority of the workforce of, of labor in the commun in the in the communist in the Soviet Union was from these work camps. Okay. Despite the fact that it was like the statistics is a gulag prisoner has half as much production as a free prisoner. They didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> and also interestingly, in the early gulag system, a dude was thrown in there for political reasons. And he wrote a letter, and this is this is when it was like not bad to be in the thirties, early thirties. When it was not that horrible to be in a gulag. Like you got enough food. Yeah. You had decent shelter because they knew it was just like it was basically a, a sixty hour a week job. Yeah. Probably not a little the, worse than not that, the gulag that you're that Yeah, not the gulag that you're thinking, thinking about. Yeah. Well, this guy was like, Hey, well, if you do a if you were to feed us based on how much work we give You'd make a lot more, like we'd produce a lot more. What a dick! It's like when Hermes on Futurama asshole. goes to the the work camp and he just just audits it. He pretty audits much. it. Yeah, it's, this guy did that, and he wrote a letter to the commander. Within two months, he was the commander of his own camp. What a piece of shit! And dude. all of his policies just started to get rolled out. And, and then the gulag became what anti, you're thinking of. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> they, they were, were not all good. Anti prisoner. They, they started like the the pay policies. for work policy. It was based on how much you produce is yeah, how much we'll you give you this many eat, pennies, which will kill off all the weak prisoners early. Oh, my God. Funny side note on that. Not really funny. Horrible. Yeah. But very it, interesting. Like, why yeah. would you write a letter? What a fucking asshole. Right? He, I know how I, I can get on top. Yeah. He definitely saw shitting on my equal. And guess how long he was sentenced? Uh, Probably like six months. Eight years. Oh, Jesus. And he was like, I'll just make it worse for everybody yeah. else. Well, if I'm miserable for eight yeah, years. Exactly. So, because of this, the a lot of the production... <laughs> Sorry to backtrack. Oh, no, you're good. Can you imagine if they got that and they're like, dude's got a point. Kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better for the system and overall. And then they just fucking implement everything and do exactly like... It still escalates to where it got to. It's just the idea man behind yeah, it. Yeah, he died they were immediately. Like, well, he was a prison. <laughs> Why the fuck would we keep him alive? Yeah. He would have been able to take credit for his intellectual property of <laughs> torturing oh, prisoners. Property? Get in the gulag. <laughs> yeah. no, so, property of the state now, yeah. bitch. And that's everything. <laughs> so as in, you know, as countries move to war, they're production turns to wartime shit unfortunately that means they're no longer producing as much food as they were yeah and immediately starvation starts to starts to hit some of these gulags which Jesus, is great because they're making yeah. bullets actually they they waited <laughs> till later on to make bullets but they're starting to get the the raw materials then they start to get these like people with technical skills and they'll send them out to a penal colony that builds tanks. Yeah. They'll send this group out to a penal colony that builds guns. Yeah. They'll send this these this group to a gulag that builds bullets. Yeah. They'll send them to this one that is a nuclear reactor. Yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. nobody's farming, really. Like, there's not a lot of farming. But because, and we've talked about this a lot, the reports that went out, the estimations that went out, all the statistical shit that came out of the Soviet Union was overinflated. 
Oh, of course. Because they said, oh, we have enough grain in reserve to uh, to continue for two years. Yeah. They had like six months. Despite everyone fucking starving and cutting back. Exactly. So, you know, it's not super great there. And if you know World War II because you're listening to this, Soviets have a lot of people. They don't a have great commanders. They don't have great supplies. They don't have great rations. But they do have a phenomenal... Um, uh, supply lines. They build a shitload of rail rail yards super early on, which saved their ass during the Operation Barbarossa or Barbosa. It's spelled Barbarossa. I don't know. Um, when when the Germans, you know, the siege of Leningrad and all that stuff, the railroads saved their ass. Who were put there by all the you know gulag people, all these mafia families essentially, <laughs> quasi mafia families. So Stalin gets this great idea. He's like, yes, this is our main workforce, but we need more people because the shit that they're making is kind of trash. Those PPSHs fall apart. <laughs> Those tanks are made of cheese and balsa yeah. wood. So let's just... Nothing's recruit. really changed. <laughs> yeah. Let's just recruit people from the Gulag system as our soldiers. Oh, They'll be the frontline soldiers. So he'll be like, hey, if you volunteer for service every year that you serve... Is three years off your sentence. Isn't that what they're currently doing with the Ukraine thing? Basically, yeah. They they <laughs> yes. implemented the same like prison. The same concept. You get time yeah. off of your sentence. You get a partially commuted sentence yeah. based on how long you're there. <laughs> with the idea idea being that anybody who actually takes the deal is sent directly to the front lines, under equipped, underfed. They're already starving. Yeah. So typical you know, fantastic Russia. idea. Typical, they haven't really Russian changed response. that much. Yeah. At least the government. So History repeats itself. Jesus. A good group of people are like, I'm only in here for six years. Dead. I only have two years left. Why not? Yeah. I'll jump in. I'll be freed. And then I don't have to worry about, you know, that code of honor that says don't work with cops or the military. Yeah. I was either going to die in the fucking gulags or I can just go die in the front lines. Yeah. So they said, okay, cool. Let's do it. And a lot of people did it. People who stayed behind, the anti-authoritarian crime families, or groups, syndicates. Mm-hmm. I say family because that's just the what you think of. Yeah, they were so anti-government. They were so anti-government, they were anti-war. like, no. Anti-war, they're like, if you fucking join this, you're done, right? Yeah, you're a traitor. You, uh, and okay. you're I the see. lowest rank in our caste system, which is Asuka. You've made a bitch out of yourself, oh, is the direct okay. translation, yeah. which is great. And they are... Still in the gulag, still doing the work prison stuff, but they're like, ooh, fuck these guys. These guys are the absolute yeah. worst. They're taking the easy way out and they're breaking our code. Oh, it's and not you're not the, gonna not fuck the people with you want to fuck over. Really? Yeah. I don't give a shit what mafia you're fucking over. You don't fuck over any mafia. You don't. And even there are actually a couple big bosses who take the deal. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they the people who stayed back feel so betrayed that they just it just stews within the prisons and then somebody else steps into power and is like we're gonna fucking kill yeah fuck these guys (laughs) so i i believe the the plural of suka is suki suki i think it's cheeky i didn't look it up i could have i have the internet i didn't but i'll look it up i got you all right the bitches went to the bloodiest front lines of the the eastern front and 
they you know they fought they did everything that you would expect from the the red army and some of the ones with longer sentences were returned to the gulag cuz they you know they worked out 6 of the 9 years or 6 of the 8 years from being there so they had to go back and a lot of the, did you find it uh working on it okay it it would be weird it doesn't really matter but some of the other people who came back from the war, you know, they're some of the worst PTSD, I'm sure. Some of the worst, um, like, shell shock <laughs> possible. <laughs> they saw some of the worst fighting. And, you know, they're living in a totalitarian state where they don't have to have a reason to send you to prison. So I'm 100% sure a ton of people came back, released, and were just picked up and sent right back because they had PTSD. <laughs> Or, you know, had a mental breakdown or something. Yeah. So they were just sent right back. And throughout the war, for some reason, POWs, Russian POWs, were seen as traitors by the Soviets. Really? So So if you were captured by a German and then did a, they did a troop exchange to get you back or they liberated your POW camp, you were a traitor. Because you allowed yourself to get captured. Instead of, like, fighting <laughs> to the of death. Instead of fighting to the death. Huh. Yeah. Weird take. So they're like, hey, thanks to the thanks to the, our prisoners of war, we did this prisoner exchange. You got your guys back that you're gonna utilize. We're just gonna put ours in a prison colony again. For the economy. <laughs> Those are their factories. I uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Never mind. You see, it kind of works. Yeah. If yeah, you're fucking psycho. Yeah, if you're delusional. Yeah. So they they would be sent off to places similar to Nizino Island. To start producing more I shit. I see. Okay. And, you know, immediately they're in hot water because they're now reintroduced back into the system where they were, a you know, they could have been a pretty high-ranking crime syndicate dude. And now they are- And they, they are, could have been a high-ranking, like, military official. Yeah. And now, now they are bottom of the yeah. cast. They are bitches. They don't have any control. They get the worst jobs. Oof. They have the worst conditions. They eat the less. Yeah. They're the least- it's not even back to square one. It's like back to negative square one million. Yeah, they are completely shit on. They had a, a one specific that I that I read about punishment that a lot of these people went through called clogging the throat. <laughs> they would get a piece <laughs> of metal, lay them on their back, open their mouth, put the metal in it, and then just chisel oh, good straight old through. Russian ingenuity. Yeah, really, yeah, really creative. I call this one chisel the throat yeah and the, and and my next trick will be chisel the asshole yeah or peel off and the based fingernails on, based on what happened on this last one i'm sure you can imagine what we're about to do yeah it's, it's yeah i bet you can't guess so <laughs> this one will surprise you <laughs> so for a little bit they they were like I'm, i'll rise my way through the ranks you know there are people who will still you know respect me for this no Mm -mm. So they start, uh, they, they start uh, working directly with the guards because they already broke the taboo. So why wouldn't they work with the guards? Yeah, exactly. And then the guards gave them better conditions, better treatment, better jobs, better food. Yeah, I mean, you go from like, why not just be what you are? Like you are what you eat. You're just like, fuck it. If, if yeah. I'm a suka. 
I'll be a fucking suka. Like, yeah, straight up. Because damn, what do they yeah, have to lose? Exactly. Because they're on the, the negative one tier. Wow. So it really kind of backfired on the other guys. So the anti-authoritarians, the guys who stayed behind, are pissed. Oh, I'm sure. They are completely pissed off. And they start just killing the oh, suki. Of course, yeah. And the problem is... The Suki were soldiers. They have like training of sorts. They are kind of better at killing now. Yeah. They were kind of trained to kill a lot better. Yeah, they got they got a little bit of military training in their their time away from prison camps. Yeah. So they're retaliating and it it amps up into the bitch wars where throughout Damn. the gulags, multiple gulags, multiple colonies we're just having it was the Suki wars. versus the the previous ones, and wow. they would just they'd beat the shit out of each other. They'd kill each other, and the guards were like, "Okay, cool, uh, not our problem. Keep going. You, you would have fucking died here anyway. Yeah, we're already overcrowded. Yeah, and they've been trying to like reduce the population without releasing anybody. Meanwhile, the state's like, our production, fuck. <laughs> no, the state's like. Oh, the population's going uh, down. We're, hey, we have less prisoners less food now. We, have to pay we for. don't have to feed them. Uh, wow. And also in the gulags, another little side tangent. They had a policy where if you were about to die, they would officially release you from the gulags. So the numbers of the people who were released and survived the gulags are totally skewed. Because if, if you got like... Because no one's dying in the gulags. They're yeah, just being they died shortly before 10 died. feet out the door. Outside of the gulags. <laughs> really It's like the semantics of it. Yeah, God. that's real. Dude, they the, didn't the die. whole Soviet Union was well, semantics. Technically speaking, they didn't die in the gulag. We freed them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so all massacres start uh, happening where... The bullet you in the know. back of his brain didn't kill him until he fell out of the yeah, window. He was still he was still breathing. <laughs> God. Until he hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> five feet from the, the fucking gates. Yeah. So massacres happened where they would be, you know, this gang would just completely decimate this gang. That gang would come back in retaliation and destroy this gang. And it really became a huge issue. But at this point, you know, the war's over. And we're we're getting into this Stalin's kind of trying to re recover all of the death mm -hmm. and the loss of productivity <laughs> that happened after you know because of the war because of the millions of people because of him because of him yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and at this time more and more soldiers are showing up oh god people who were you know they you don't just end of the war and all your troops go home it takes a long time to bring people back so more and more ex-soldiers more and more vets are showing up to the gulags Jesus. and all of a sudden the old timers are they're they're overrun yeah they they're outranked they're out uh outpopulated i don't know the word i'm trying to think and man they they were not ready uh, they get outnumbered. I wrote it down. There we go. And, you know, again, these were people who saw combat. Yeah. People who very likely saw hand-to-hand -hand <laughs> combat because Jesus. they weren't given a gun. They were just given a magazine. God damn. And this just kept happening until 1952. 1952. This is, this is what I've heard. This is... I talk about it. I'll just talk about it now. Obviously, because this happened in a prison system... 75 years ago, 
it's really hard to find written sources, written primary sources of these wars. Uh-huh. So this part is kind of a, this is what they think happened. This okay. is what probably happened, but nobody wrote it down that is willing to talk to a journalist yeah, exactly. or a historian. Like uh. most of this comes from, you know, deathbed confessions or, you know, people who were involved in it and were just remembering it. So this part, 1952, the old timers were able to negotiate. They came to a truce, basically, mm-hmm. with the bitches and the old timers. The old timers were able to keep their ranks and their, you know, run their prisons in what were designated as black gulags or black prisons. Okay. So they get to got to maintain and solidify their power like they did before in these prisons. The other half of the prisons were called red prisons. Those prisons were run by the guards and the bitches. Damn. They were already colluding, so why not continue? So in the black gulags, guards were just kind of there. They didn't have to do anything, though, because it was run and... The people were prevented from escaping by the crime families, <laughs> okay. and then and then the the red pri- the red systems were set up to be run by the guards in collusion with the gangs. So they were kind of able to go their separate way for the most part and separate themselves, which is which is a, I mean that's a way to fix it, right? Yeah, uh, it's an approach. It's I an just... approach. <laughs> But then, as we know, in 1953, Stalin has a stroke. He's dead. Khrushchev takes over. Thousands of prisoners are being released from the gulags. You don't have your fucking prison guards to cover for you anymore, though. Yeah, you don't need them anymore because you're out of the prison. But now you have police and you have military and you have government. Because before, you know, the people, the the traditionalists wouldn't even get a corrupt politician because they're working with a politician. Yeah. They wouldn't even work with a factory foreman. That's how serious Jesus. they were. So they're, they, I mean, obviously there was a ton of corruption, but it wasn't from those guys. Yeah. From other people. So as they're being released, Khrushchev gives a general amnesty kind of order where anybody who's in the gulag, not for political reasons... Or was it for, no, for political reasons and your sentence is under five years, you're out. Thousands of people, thousands of people are released. And this kind of brings both forms, this traditionalist, you know, thieves guild type thing and the newer bitches out into the general population. And as I mentioned before, you know, Khrushchev lessens the restrictions on private business ownership. A little too late. (laughs) Um... And there are still a few groups, over a dozen probably is the estimation, who are still the traditionalist, follow the thieves code as it was. While the rest of them, you know, the human traffickers and the the international dudes and the the cocaine dealers and all this, they're they're descended from the bitches. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, really interesting that the the Russian mafia bitch, no. (laughs) Yeah, right. Descended from descended from please don't kill me (laughs) but yeah so it completely these wars completely changed and kind of splintered off and created a new more modern code that's still followed yeah but still now now they deviated from where it started yeah but they you know now they have 
own the government, essentially. Yeah. And many other governments and have all this power and are completely insanely powerful and relevant. And they've been able to just in, in America, they've been able to just slip under the radar entirely. They're they're in and active in America. Damn. I mean, never figures. spoken about. There's yeah. a, there was even a, a dude in the FBI in the 90s who was like the Russian mafia is the greatest threat to the United States. Really? In in the 1990s. And then in 2012, there was all this stuff. And then recently, from 2012 on, there's been a lot more crackdown and persecution of people involved just in the U.S. But it Damn. took them, you know, till now to do anything. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that's those are the bitch wars. Fucking suka wars. Prison violence. Crazy. I love it. Go watch uh, The Green Mile. Yeah. Do it. Great movie. Fantastic. So. Well. There you go. Now you know. Yeah. yeah. Now I know. Uh, well, as as always, if uh, you guys would like an extra episode that comes out on the first day of the month after the month that uh, it was supposed to come out in, uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash points of pressure. An exclusive episode every month. We have 30 plus uh sloppy seconds episodes on there aj is working on a series called voices um and then if you can't afford it don't pay for it we don't take offense to it but uh go create a free account on our our patreon we'd really appreciate it and we'll have some additional content on there for you guys um and we'll announce it as we go so you got those names uh yeah We've got the uh, the chairperson, the chair chairperson. Good chair, God, chairperson. We got the ch- the chair people. Uh, Mini D, hope you're enjoying that fresh VR porn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thomas and Toddle Waddle, thank you guys so much. Um, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. They are the, you know, they're the uh, I forgot the name of the high ranking Russian dudes. Because I didn't talk about it on this episode. Oh. I just knew it, and then I forgot <laughs> it's like, it. like, I don't know. <laughs> They're the godfathers. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then, of course, we've got uh, Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Kitty Titties, Nordic Thunder, Weston, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, G-Dog, Hayden, Lara Vo, and Lindo. Thank you all so much. We really appreciate it. You yeah. let us keep... You let me keep uh, learning about new things. Yeah. For n- no reason. Same. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because I like to. Right? Uh, make sure your addresses are up to date. We're going to send out an email here in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, make sure everything on Patreon is up to date. Uh, yes, very important. It's terribly important. Um, and yeah, is as always, uh, check out our Instagram. Uh, she puts a lot of work into it. I know we talk about it a lot, but uh, she certainly deserves the credit. Um, for listening to us and putting stuff on there and dealing with us on a daily basis. So uh, at points of pressure on Instagram. And if you guys ever have any suggestions for movies, TV shows, books, magazines, uh, vintage porn, modern show ideas, fucking anything that you can think of, by all means, Reach out to us on Instagram at points o pressure. Email us at ppdnaj all the letters at gmail.com or go to our website pointsopressure.com. Go to the contact us page, leave us a voicemail or send us an email, and we'll catch you guys next Monday.